Welcome back to It's Not About the Words with Veronica Nunes. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Veronica. Welcome back to my final, final episode of It's Not About the Words. What a journey we have been on. This has been such a great experience learning um, the ins and outs of podcasting and the ins and outs of nonverbal communication and getting to talk to my peers and my friends and influencers that are all around us. It's been just a really great experience. So as I mentioned in my very first episode, something that I wanted to look for in my interviews were similarities and differences among um, ages and demographics and just kind of everything. Um, and so that's kind of what I want to do this episode is go over what we learned. So um, my very first episode, I did an interview with a senior at my school, Moy, um, and we kind of talked about like language and using language in our everyday lives and on social media and what was better, um, expressing your words or expressing your body and what was more helpful for the other person and um, we talked about miscommunications and how those affect um, our relationships and then in my second episode I interviewed Raquel and we talked about nonverbal communication and how it relates to relationships and her personal relationships and how it differed um, in and out of the pandemic Uh, My third episode, I interviewed Amanda. Uh, She's a freshman at St. Mary's, and we talked about the differences between high school and college virtual learning. We talked about texting our moms and miscommunications. And then um, my fourth episode, I interviewed Ashley, who is a TikTok star, as I like to say. And we just talked about... um, you know, what we post and why we post and why we wear certain clothes and how we express ourselves. And then in my fifth episode, or my surprise bonus episode, I interviewed my dad and we talked about communication and how it's different for a college student versus an adult. But one theme that really just carried out through the entire podcast was this idea of miscommunication. And that could be over video, that can be over text, it could be over social media, but this idea that like one person posts something or says something and then someone interprets it totally differently because they're missing what? What is that one thing they're missing? They're missing nonverbal communication. They're missing that eye contact, that body language that kind of provides that inside look um, at what the other person is thinking. And that was really something interesting that I wasn't sure I was going to find in my um, interviews, but it definitely backs up everything that I researched on why we do certain things and its importance. Um, Another thing that was a common theme was this idea that technology is mostly helpful, that it, it helps us communicate with one another. And especially during this time, we can use it to communicate with our loved ones, our friends, and keep us almost stable. Ashley mentioned that it almost gave her sort of a purpose, like getting up, getting ready, and posting something during the pandemic was kind of like what she did to like keep going in this time of like uncertainty, which I thought was really interesting. One thing that I noticed that didn't come up in any of my interviews um, was kids and their use of nonverbal communication. And this is something um, that 
I think is really interesting, not only because I am a nanny, but I'm also surrounded by little kids at home, as well as my mom being a teacher. We talk about how kids communicate and how they're just, they're funny communicators, but they're also some of the most effective communicators, and that is due to their ability to use nonverbal communication um, from such a young age. I know I talk about this in my very first episode about babies and how babies are able to get their needs met without using any words. And honestly, like they can't talk. And if they also don't get their food or whatever, they will die. (laughs) Um, As awful as that is, babies are, have this just like inherent ability to communicate with their adult, with their caregiver, as well as little kids. I mean, even, you know, two and three year olds, they can't talk to us uh, super effectively, but they can, you know, take us and show us what we're doing or you know there's a that running joke about like if a little kid hands you like a fake phone like you answer it right like they know what you're doing and they know how to interact with you which is just it's really crazy um but I was surprised that no one else talked about that um another difference that I saw between um my dad's interview and some of the other interviews was just like the um generational differences between um, his use of social media and his view on communicating effectively and like miscommunications over text he talked about like he'll just put in the text message like oh I'm not angry but blah 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 whereas me and like my peers and some of the other people were like well we'll add emojis or we'll try and just like talk it out until we can like get it solved but my dad kind of just goes in and does what he needs to right off the bat. Um, And I think maybe that's something that my generation could work on a little bit is trying to like fill those gaps. While I do think um, technology has kind of helped us communicate better, especially right now in the current, you know, pandemic, as I keep saying that, but I think my generation has an ability to stay connected that no other generation has got to really experience maybe like under us but not above um that we can communicate with our friends at any time whenever we want and that really helps us stay close but it also leaves kind of room for you know misinterpretation and um like almost overbearing friendship so the final thing i wanted to leave this podcast with is almost an interview with Myself, I want to go through the questions that I asked um, my interview participants and go through them myself. Um, And so the first question I asked most people was, what was nonverbal communication to them? Obviously, to me, that is body language, eye contact, spatial awareness, etc. The next question I ask is, how do you know someone is interested in conversation? For me, when someone is engaging their eyes, so making eye contact with me, their body language, if they look bored, I'm going to think they're bored on social media or, or FaceTime or Zoom, the way they are, their posture, if, you know, they put me on pause, I think they're not listening. Um, and the more, you know, people are moving around, the more engaged I think they are. Um, in terms of social media and how many hours I spend, I'd say I spend probably like five hours or so on social media. I would probably say even more if I'm like not doing anything, which is a disgusting amount, and I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> the phone application I currently use the most is probably 
TikTok, and a close sec- close second would be Snapchat. Um, I would prefer to communicate via FaceTime or text and then a phone call. Um, I really like FaceTime because you can really see the emotion in someone's face and understand what they're saying. Obviously, I'm a terrible speller. I also have a lot of miscommunication issues via text that I don't often get to reconcile. Um, I do try and use emojis if I'm using um, texting as my primary way of communicating just because I think I like to add a little bit of spice. <laughs> I'm getting that's a TikTok reference. But um, I like to clarify with like my an emoji what emotion I'm like trying to get across. I'm a very expressive person and so that's the easiest way for me. Um, another question I asked is did I did people think that technology makes it easier to communicate or more difficult? This was actually a big difference between my dad and um, some of the other people I interviewed. Most of the younger generation people said that it made it easier to communicate while he said it makes it more difficult because we rely on sending text messages versus having an actual in-person conversation and I think I fall somewhere in the middle like I think it's really great we can reach out to our friends and talk all the time and we can kind of keep those relationships alive but I think people hide behind a screen to get their emotions out or do different things that are more negative Um, so I'm kind of in the middle but I am grateful for it And then my own rapid fire questions are, what was your first use of technology? So I got my first phone uh, in fifth grade. I got a little like slide up keyboard phone um, and I only got it because my parents were divorced and they wanted me to be able to talk to like talk to each of them when I was at the other person's house. Um, And I remember just being so excited. My dad took me and then shortly after that, I got an iPod Touch so I could, like, have some of the cool apps and stuff. But I was not allowed to have social media. Like, I did not get social media until I was probably, I think I was a freshman or sophomore. I got, like, a Twitter because I was going to this thing called VidCon. And if you are were a YouTube stan or fan back in the day, like, you know what VidCon, in is, VidCon is. And in order to participate fully in VidCon, you really needed a Twitter to kind of figure out where everyone is and what time meet and greets were so that was really cool and then I kind of just like kept going and got more and more um social medias but they were heavily monitored and honestly I'm pretty sure they're still monitored as a 22 year old um by my parents they just like to check up on me but back when I used social media it was mostly just to like communicate with friends I think we're still kind of in that but just see what everyone's doing I keep my pages really private because I don't like random people on my pages um but yeah and my favorite meme right now I'm really into the um saying like it's the blank for me so like when you like insult someone you say like it's the accent for me or like it's the not being able to use technology for me and it's kind of mean but it is funny when it's like in the right context 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, you made it to the very last episode of It's Not About the Words with me, Veronica Nims. This has been a crazy experience, and I've learned so much just navigating um, the podcasting world and getting to interview my friends and family to get their own takes on what nonverbal communication is. And I hope you um, got something from it or at least made you think kind of differently about how you um, communicate with other people. Um, I want to give a special shout out to all of the people that let me interview them and a special shout out to Ellen Rigsby for kind of helping me with this project and aiding in um, getting this capstone done as well as a special shout out to all the peeps in my writing circle Christian and John as well as my um, writing circle professor Chase Manning who really helped um, get this podcast going and organize all my thoughts for each episode it's been a really great wild ride and thanks for tuning in to it's not about the words